Hello there guys and uh, today we are having a new episode where we're going to be talking about the first episode of the new Marvel Disney Plus show Loki and man like wow um so here's the thing i'm just clarifying um on pod- on my podcast i'll be talking about each individual episode uh, and once the series is done as a whole i will be making a separate video on it on my youtube channel detox with petox official and if you haven't already go subscribe there i upload um quite regularly so yeah i hope you like the content there and i hope you check it out and we are uh, nearly hitting 300 subs so uh, i hope you can support us there and anyways uh, so i think we should get back to the main um topic which is loki and how was it it was great <laughs> i mean yeah i mean it's expected of marvel to give out quality content you know uh, the thing with wanda vision was wanda vision was great uh, but in the beginning and in the end as the episodes went along uh, the mystery just demystified and it it was fine i think in the end it just i liked some aspects about it but in the end it became a little mediocre Uh, but in the beginning of wonder vision was like one of some of the best mcu uh, projects i've ever seen in my life um falcon and winter soldier was better i would say and uh, falcon and winter soldier had had some themes that it explored quite well uh, and ha- it has its flaws and uh, i have also pointed them out in my video and we have constantly talked about falcon and the winter soldier in uh, my podcast with you know with a couple of friends and by myself as well so check that out and yeah um, the good thing about falcon and winter soldier was that it was consistently uh, really good um so that was great i hope loki like continues to be good um that's what i would wish for the show and uh, yeah so let's uh, begin talking about it right so the end game scene the scenes we saw in end game about you know loki escaping with the tesseract and stuff uh, that was a nice reminder to you know you know to to witness again and uh, i like how it it's still connected to the mcu right um but it's also a good beginning to the show so it works both ways you have your you know connections with the rest of the mcu and see oh look avengers and stuff and oh look it's it's robert downey junior again so you get that stuff but again if you didn't show that and then maybe some newcomer or maybe a person who forgot what happened uh you know we also get a reminder so it works in the storytelling but you also get your fan reactions right and so that was a very nice scene to revisit as well because i love end game and uh, uh, you know i liked watching that scene again and uh, then we see loki getting captured by the time variance authority and i know there are comic book thing but like it's good i i like it and um, the thing is um i i enjoy watching videos and learning more about uh, how this stuff is related to the comics and you know how many references are there and how many easter eggs are there and sure i love those things um but to me what always comes first is the storytelling right if you have the storytelling without like the easter eggs and stuff i don't it, it's fine it doesn't really matter right uh, small easter eggs are only there for um, additional purposes they're the cherry on top of the cake but you you need a cake first and i think they made the i think they baked the cake i can't speak they baked the cake quite well so i'm um, i'm pretty satisfied with that and the production design of the time variance authority that like base is really solid um it looks very fresh and um i love the orange uh, color of it it gives it a certain theme 
right but sometimes when the color orange uh, is meant to make a person feel at home and make them feel warmth here it kind of feels restrictive you know it feels like they're being caged inside and that's a nice reversal on the use of color and yeah the production design and the lighting as well the orange yellow lighting complements one another and um, the walls they look like tile designs and that gives it a very different feel and i i really really like that it stood out visually you know and uh, i think i should i think deserves to be talked about and so the whole episode is about you know making loki feel powerless you know he's this god who has so much immense power and he's so evil and this episode just takes away everything and I love that about it. Loki constantly talks about him being a god and talks about how his status is very high and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, everyone else is just not taking his bullshit. And that's great because you finally see Loki from a different perspective. Although he's bad, this episode kind of humanizes him. And that's great. You know, it's not saying feel bad for a killer, but it's just saying feel, you know, like some some amount of pity for this flawed person who had a very wrong ideology about life and how to live life and about his place in the world right it's kind of tragic but i like that i like that exploration of it you know sometimes tragedy can work well tragedy can work well when you explore character through tragedy that works unless it's very cliche then you won't feel anything but this is a very uh, interesting way to do it and uh, moby is played by owen wilson and um, man is he he's, he's really good and he shows loki his future you know the timeline of what would happen if loki had not taken the tesseract right so the timeline that we see is the mcu timeline of the movies you watched and um, this is a different loki from a different timeline because he he created you know he took the tesseract and he created ruckus out of it and um, it's very interesting because we see loki seeing what could have happened and then he runs away and stuff you know playing around and then again the the episode hits the nail on the coffin about how powerless he feels because he finds a bunch of infinity stones just lying inside a drawer and one of the workers tells him that they use it as paperweight sometimes you know and they keep on getting some infinity stones here and there right so in the whole of the mcu the infinity stones are these powerful and important rocks right that the avengers need to protect the universe or thanos needs to destroy half of it right and all this immense power and scale is reduced to a paperweight right so it is that's the kind of scene where it's very funny but it's also very tragic because this in the end makes loki feel truly powerless right all these stones he's been trying to get that makes him feel like a god that makes him feel like a ruler that makes him feel powerful is just reduced to nothing right so it balances the uh, it balances comedy as well as the tragic aspect to it really well and i love that about it because it sort of humanizes loki but also grounds him in a way right what loki is going through right now is very similar to what thor went through in his first movie where thor feels like he's this you know big guy with a lot of ego and pride and he gets literally grounded to earth um literally and metaphorically gets grounded in earth and he uh, gets he becomes thor again but he becomes a changed person right so i'm assuming this is what loki's arc is but instead of a movie it's a show and that's very interesting because it's kind of poetic that his brother went through this whereas loki is also going through this and i think the the thing that makes them unique is the way they went through it you know so Thor just went to Midgard and Loki is in this time variance authority and all that stuff. So that's very, um, that's very great. And I love what 
the show is trying to do. Then when he goes back, he continues to see what happens and he sees that he led his, you know, he led the bad guys, Malekith, who no one remembers, to his mother's death and he feels really upset about it. And then he sees Ragnarok where um, uh, Thor and Loki reunite and they sort of uh, form a stronger bond with, you know, within themselves and Loki is like nearly crying and then they see Odin die. You know, that was a beautiful, beautiful scene. And you see how Thor and Loki are getting along. And he's like, he's looking at what could have happened. And now he just avoided it. He looks at something that he really wants. You know, only on the outside, he acts tough. And only on the outside, he's like this, uh, pretends to be a god and a ruler. But inside, he just wants to be loved. And that 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 is shown just through emotion. You know, that was a very beautiful scene. I think one of the most beautiful scenes in the MCU. And I just saw it like half an hour ago. That's how impactful it is. Right, and then uh, he saw what I was waiting for him to see. Uh, that is his own death, right? And the scene where he, uh, you know, wh- where a dying Loki is telling Thanos when he's choking him, uh, saying that uh, you will never be a god. Um, we don't see Thanos at all. Like we see Thanos exterior, we don't see any Thanos close up. So when Loki is saying you will never be a god, the reaction shot is of the present Loki. So in a way. The future Loki is telling this other Loki that he will never be a god, right? So the framing and the intention of that scene was just fantastic. Like if you if you see it again, you will get it. All right, that was that was beautifully communicated. All right, it's basically a changed, more mature Loki is telling his past self that he should stop being this arrogant person and should just change and accept what he truly wants and accept who he truly is. That was great. Um, this show is not perfect. Um, it has ve- it has flaws, but it's very you know, minor. Uh, I think some of the flaws uh, are basically the dialogue. Like, I don't know, like, like some of the dialogue just did not work for me that well. Some parts of it just felt sort of disjointed and I don't know, it didn't, it didn't sound very um, smooth uh, in the sense that I'm not saying that all the film... Every single dialogue should be one way. I'm just saying that it didn't feel suitable to these characters, right? And plus we have seen them before. So I'm assuming that we would know how they talk. And I don't know. I just, I just, it kind of threw me off a little bit, right? And another um, problem is uh, within the dialogue only, there are many conversations where they're talking about the time variance authority. And I know they have to give exposition, but sometimes it's, it's interwoven, you know, within dialogues and I can, I, I know it's exposition, right? So that also kind of threw me off. It's like, I know you guys are talking about it. I know Loki is a newcomer to this. So that's a good excuse for you to talk about the time various authority. And then comic book fans can nerd out and geek out and find relations. And yeah, that's cool and all. But I don't know. I just, like the exposition within the dialogue was very noticeable. And it sort of threw me off. Uh, other than that, I think the show's theme has been set up. And I if this is a theme they're going to explore, like damn this might be a great 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 show right what i think the theme of this is is about choice right so here's the thing the external part of this episode is branch timelines and time travel and forming new branch timelines and the causes and effects of that right that's very that's cool to imagine of course you know it's very scientific and uh you know different timelines and different universes are things that I love to hear about and talk about. Uh, but that's very external. The internal part of it is, uh, I never thought of this and I cannot, when I first heard about it, I'm like, I should have thought about this because this is very, very good, right? So how do they make this internal? The way they do it is, it's about choice. And uh, the thing about choice is that 
when a character makes a choice we get to know more about them right we get to know about their true nature so if you say let's if you take if we take let's say the dark knight when joker tells um, batman that harvey is here and rachel's here although he lied batman believes him and batman goes after rachel he could choose harvey he could choose rachel and he chose rachel so we know more about batman because we know who he cares about more right that is how you execute this well and so this is about choice and uh, choice is uh, what you know reveals our true nature and uh, loki talks about how and loki isn't happy with the idea that everything is destined whereas everything just happens because of the choices he makes and i really hope that this film explores the themes of choice and fate and destiny right yeah these are things that sort of have been explored before but uh, i am hoping that this show can do it in a very interesting way right so i feel like the theme should be very well explored of course you have the great technical aspects to it and the the special effects is like obviously fantastic right um that's the stuff you expect from a marvel movie i'm just saying that uh, i hope they continue to explore the theme more and i hope they continue to explore the characters more and make them flawed people and challenge their beliefs that you know change them i hope these writing techniques are there uh, the to make it a strong story so yeah i love 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 loki episode 1 and i'm very sure i missed out on a lot of things because it's like 50 minutes uh, but it's 50 well spent minutes right even the villain even the villain i'm quite excited for uh, spoilers uh, if you didn't already know uh, owen wilson uh, says that the villain or the murderer is actually loki and my theory is that um, it's actually a female loki that's my theory that the villain is actually uh, loki but like a female version of him um yeah but uh, let's see how this turns out hope you like this podcast and um yeah i guess uh, stay tuned for more i guess